0: Hey, this is PHNX Cardinals Live Take Two. Welcome to the PHNX Cardinals Live Podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, he's Bo Brock. This is preseason, so we're allowed to do crazy shit like this where the first link <laughs> doesn't look work, Bo Brock, and we're running it back. But in all seriousness, we're excited. Preseason finale tomorrow, thank the good Lord above. Cards at Titans cut down to 53, and here we are, myself and my counterpart here, ready to predict the final roster for AZ.
1: Yeah, we were just feeling ourselves. We felt like, hey, we can try to get a good grasp of who the 53 individuals are going to be that are going to move forward with this Arizona Cardinals team. You know, the cut down day, it's going to happen on Tuesday afternoon, I believe one o'clock Arizona time. But why not do it the Friday before the preseason finale? Because we feel like we know better than the team. No, I don't think we do. But uh, there's some interesting roster battles going on. Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some position battles that continue in Saturday, Johnny. It's going to be huge. It's going to be paramount for some of these guys to grab some of those jobs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, much to uh, you know speculation, Andy Isabella did not cut our link first time around to make sure that we <laughs> would not keep him off the roster. But, I mean, pass rusher is a, a position to watch for. Of course, wide receiver, maybe some depth on the offensive and defensive line. And, of course, that running back group that has four or five different backs that could all make the team or the team could decide, keep only three backs. The speculation runs rampant. And that's where we're going to start our show. But let's get to some of your comments. And everybody wants to talk about Chandler Wooten off the top of the show. Bo Brock, undrafted free agent on Auburn, inside linebacker, had that pick last week, tweeted out you know, a very positive tweet that some would lead you to believe that he is making the final 53-man roster for this club, Bo Brock. And I would say it would be a gross, gross act for Steve Kime and company to cut this young man, knowing his upside when compared to some of these other veterans that we've seen that let's be honest, they're just not overly impressive.
1: Yeah. And, and Wooten has been a guy that's been kind of handcuffed by lack of playing time. You know, not only in the preseason games, he doesn't get in in there until the second half, Johnny yeah. uh, also in training camp. I mean, it's just been a guy that he hasn't seen the field that often And he became an immediate darling, of course, Baltimore in that game preseason week, two, He had two TFLs. He had the pick that hit him right between the five and the zero. And then after that, he had Brian Baldinger, a very well-respected NFL analyst, break his film down as somebody that you had the pleasure of talking to at White's Image. I did. You trust his thoughts on Wooten, and you also have to trust his thoughts on this defensive line, which is an interesting group as well. Wouldn't it be
0: ironic Cardinals spend all these premium picks on inside linebackers and then they get an undrafted kid from the sec just comes <laughs> in and, and makes a name for himself. And I think, you know, looking at L- Wooten, not only this year, but in future years, like, you know, hopefully we're knocking on woods. Dave and Collins works out. Nick Vichel is on a one-year deal. Maybe Wooten like once upon a time, an underserved guy like Gerald Hayes comes in and produces. So uh, we're excited about that. Knock on what he makes the team. The question is, Bo Brock, did he make our, final 53 man rosters as we're going to go position group by position group please give us your thoughts comments in the chat uh like this video on youtube and we're going to go ahead and get started Bullbrock, with the quarterback group and i will let you kick us off
1: who makes the team for az <laughs> i really like what i've seen in practice from this number one guy i think he's yeah, pretty he's, good i think he's got a he's one to watch He's got some upside. Uh, it's the biggest layup of this uh, roster projection, the, the quarterback group. I had mentioned it yesterday. Cliff is pretty much – it's a foregone conclusion at this point. They're going to keep three guys because yeah. Cliff Kingsbury is an advocate for the quarterback position. Like the quarterback position needed an advocate. But he says, hey, it's because uh, you know I played the, the QB spot. I'm going to carve out what we used to see in the NFL ranks, three quarterbacks on every roster. Kyler Murray, Colt McCoy, Trace McSorley. I've seen some um, kind of an underground groundswell for uh, Jared Garantano, which is strange. Mm-hmm. No. Um, look, it's it's McSorley, it's McCoy, it's Murray. That's the easiest uh, roster position production we're going to have.
0: Yeah, well, we were just talking about it two weeks ago. Like, I was banging the drum. Probably should keep Trace McSorley after the Bengals game, and then he laid a stinker at home last week against the Ravens. And you're like, okay, maybe not. Don't keep them around. But it's kind of been led to believe by Cliff Kingsbury and company, like they're going to keep them on the active roster. And I think that says one of two things. Number one, there's concern that with this, you know, very much pandemic world we still live in with COVID and COVID protocols still in place to some degree, Kyler Murray, Colt McCoy, get COVID. You need another quarterback who knows the system. Um, And then also I would say they're not, at all confident that if they were to subject somebody like Trace McSorley to waivers, that he would make it to their practice squad. I think this solidifies it. If they they knew Trace McSorley could hang on their practice squad until they needed him, they would put him there and they wouldn't waste a roster spot. So maybe that, maybe that speaks to their confidence in him. Arizona Animal in the chat says McSorley is a waste of a spot. We feel that way until Colt McCoy goes down, until Kyler Murray has to miss a game or two. And they need a backup. And here's what I'll say about Trace McSorley. We mentioned this on an earlier pod this week, Bob Brock. Mm-hmm. I have seen bad, worse backups for Arizona, and that's not a ringing endorsement. But Chris Streveler comes to mind, who had no business being on an active NFL roster, right? So at least for Trace McSorley, he can move around. He's mobile. His arm's not not bad. His accuracy's shoddy. But you know what? If it wasn't shoddy, he'd be a starting quarterback somewhere. So I think for, I. There are years he, he would probably be better than a lot of like number two quarterbacks on the Arizona Cardinal mm-hmm. roster, but they have this thing called Colt McCoy, who's a made man after what he did last year. So I'm with you. I think Trace McSorley makes the team. There's three roster spots cooped up now. And uh, what do you say we make our way, Bo Brock, to the running back room now? And outside of James Conner, RB1 for AZ, I, I don't know what to think of this room. Daryl Williams has been... MIA in terms of live action you know Benjamin was called could be an RB1 according to Cliff Kingsbury in the preseason and training camp I don't know if we want to believe anything he says and then Jonathan Ward had a nice game he's banged up we're high on Keonta Ingram how do you see this room shaking out
1: yeah this is a tough one um I'm I'm gonna keep it at four for right now and that's that's where things get dicey you're trying to pick your best four uh, I'm gonna. I'm pretty much gonna go with what we've been saying all preseason long. James Conner, obviously RB one. You go with the vet RB two third down guy for the most part. Daryl Williams. I know he's had a quiet camp, but you know, you know what he's gonna look like once the lights get brighter in the regular season. Eno Benjamin also a quiet preseason for him, but after a a pretty loud you know just offseason OTAs and camp, um, you know Eno makes this team, and then I think you go with Keontae Ingram over. Jonathan Ward and I know Ward brings a lot of special teams and I know Ward's been ahead of Keontae on the depth chart as far as preseason playing but when it comes down to it you know if you get it if you get banged up if Jay Conner misses time if Daniel Williams or Eno Benjamin misses time I think you would you would much rather see Keontae step in there you're there's going to be a bunch of guys on this team that are on it because of their ability to play teams you don't have to rely too much on Jonathan Ward. I think as far as the kick return, the punt return game, like you're going to have guys that can do that. I think Jonathan Ward is the odd man out here. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I I think it's foolish for the people who are pushing for only three backs, especially when you're going to be down DeAndre Hopkins. I think this team wants to run the ball early and often to begin the season. <clears throat> They've got two road graders now at guard. And this is not a knock on Justin Pugh, but Cody Ford and Will Hernandez's strengths are, are running the football, and you want to play to that. You do not want to let these guys sit back and pass pro, uh, you know, every other snap. And so I, I think the best version of Cliff Kingsbury is when he has a clear mindset that running the ball sets up the pass for Kyler Murray and company, and it allows Kyler Murray to be even more dangerous with his legs. And I've seen this team be down two or three backs midseason. I, I think it would be absolutely foolish, number one, to go without four backs, and number two, to get rid of. Keontae Ingram. Keontae Ingram, I think, has the most upside to be a poor man's James Conner than anybody else in this backfield. And Daryl Williams, right now, Kansas City, word on the street is they're cutting Ronald Jones. So they're in, mm-hmm. they're, they're in the market for somebody like Daryl Williams, and I would not be surprised if the Cardinals were keen to that and mm-hmm. they could see Darrell Williams back week one. So I think based on that, Bull Brock and that news, I don't think Daryl Williams is going anywhere because I think he'd end up right back in Kansas City. So, I'm going to go with the consensus with you in the chat. I think it's, I don't care who's behind James Connor. I just want these four on the roster Connor, Williams, Eno, and Keontae Ingram, who I, who I think has a chance to get real, real good, real fast, especially like in the next year, let him grow into a role as RB2, et cetera. So, we're going to skip over receivers for now.
1: It's the no, ultimate. Team. I will, let me, let me say this. I mean, our guy Ingram he admitted he doesn't he never played special teams this is a guy who's been R. he's been rb one everywhere he goes but like i said to my point it's like they're not gonna rely on him to play special teams you know he's gonna be a guy that's gonna be on the roster he's gonna get a lot of reps in practice is probably with the scout team same thing with mcsorley and it's like it's gonna it's gonna sharpen this defense up a little bit and then have also some guys you can fall back on when your top tier talent inevitably get injured all right let's get to the, are we getting to the tight ends is that what you said Jeff Rogers is very good at his job. I'll oh, say I love that. Jeff yes. Rogers. It's like yes. the lone Tight. holdover from 2018, like the only good thing that came out of that.
0: Tight end it is.
1: Okay. Uh, pretty easy. I think you keep three of them. I like yep. what I've seen from Steven Anderson, but, you know, it's it's tough to crack this rotation. It's the deepest uh you know it's ever been uh Zach Ertz hopefully he's Cliff Kingsbury didn't think it was going to be a long-term issue with the calf we see him in Nashville buddying up with Trey McBride that's your other tight end and then Max Williams is back uh the best blocking tight end that they've had in a long time so love it there there you go Ertz Williams McBride uh a pretty solid tight end trio could you imagine if
0: you were to go back in time and talk to you and I this time last year and they and you would have said the <laughs> Cardinals, Max Williams is going to be on the team next year, but he's going to be third string. and You'd be like, holy shit, who did they get a tight end <laughs> to push Max Williams down to third string? And Max Williams had a phenomenal start to the season last year. Well, they got one of the best tight ends in recent memory in Zach Ertz, who was the number one targeted tight end in the NFL when the Cardinals made the move for him last year. And they have the best tight end. In the draft, I, I don't care what Mr. Likely did on Saturday night last week. Still give me Trey McBride, who is going to ball out this season. It is the deepest position group on the team. Good hell, when did we ever thought we would say that. I have confidence in all three of these guys for very different reasons. I think they complement each other's skill set exceptionally well. Um, and I think Max Williams is going to be put in a position where he can just get in people's faces and get back to doing what he does best, and that's and that's blocking. So... God love it. God love to see it, I should say. Uh, And we're moving right now to another position group that's got some quality depth, the offensive line. And, Bo, Cardinals made a move last week, of course, with the acquisition of Cody Ford, I should say, this week. What does it mean for Justin Pugh? And we know he's got a stinger. Hopefully he's still planning on being on this team, on this roster. You know, there's rumblings. I think right now that Cody Ford's going to start week one, that Pugh could be out for a couple of different weeks. That's not good. But I'm going to see this team probably carry nine guys, no surprises. Humphreys, when the offensive line is healthy, it's Humphreys, Pugh, Hudson, Will Hernandez, and Kelvin Beachum. And then there's Mm -hmm. a second unit that consists of Sean Harlow, who I think they'd be confident in him starting a game or two. Josh Jones, who's ready to start now at either left or right tackle. Cody Ford, the aforementioned guard. And then Josh Miles has, I think, eclipsed Mm -hmm. Justin Murray who is the odd man out? They're not going to carry ten linemen. I, I, Murray hasn't even been out there. Uh, he's. He, I think you know, coming off that injury, he just never was the same. Had a really nice uh, second year for Cliff Kingsbury. They signed him to the extension. It never worked out. So save a little bit of coin, about two point three million. You cut Justin Murray. I think he carried nine offensive linemen. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think nine. But I've got uh, nine different names. I mean, for the most part, like the starting unit, you've got. As you mentioned, Humphreys and Beecham as your bookends, and then you've got your guys in the middle, and Will Hernandez and and Pew, and then you add Cody Ford to that mix. Of course, you've got Rodney Hudson, you've got Sean Harlow, who's carved out a spot for himself, Josh Jones, uh, and then you look at two guys. I mean, I don't know what the Arizona Cardinals are going to do as far well, I as. I forgot these about players. Marquise Hayes. I forgot Marquise about Marquise Hayes. No, and, yeah. Exactly, Marquise Hayes, and we'll see what they do with uh, a Smith. I don't think you know he he was a draft pick. I don't know if he makes the roster. He's got some position versatility. He's kind of been kind of just a, a preseason lineman. I, I just think Miles and and Murray are the are two odd men out there because you know ten ten is a bunch uh, of guys to keep, and you, you just got to figure out how you're going to work these guys. Do they find their way? Does Pew or Hayes find their way on you know the IR? With, yeah. a, with a with the chance to return with a designation to return. But as of right now, the for our exercise, we're going with those guys that are on the active roster oh, Gates, just out just because we don't have, know the severity. I'm gonna have to make a change because there's no way I'm I'm leaving
0: Marquis Hayes off this roster. No right. flipping chance. So I'm gonna have to roll with ten linemen or maybe nine and cheat and say Pew's going on IR. Um because <laughs> you I feel like you have to have four tackles, don't you? Because who else can play tackle outside of Josh Jones as a backup?
1: Well, like, Cody Ford. I, yeah, I don't think you want to do that, though. Okay, well, here I'm gonna. It's cheat. in a. B- gonna I make- mean, that's exactly what Cliff Kingsbury said. He was. He's. He's the. He's the guy. He's gonna play guard. He's gonna primarily play guard with the, the option. You know, in a pinch, he can play some tackle. I mean, and I think that's what All you right. want. I'm gonna cheat.
0: I'm gonna. I'm. I'm, I'm so sorry, Marquise Hayes. Uh, you're back on. The, you've made that. You've remade the team, <laughs> Josh Miles. You're off the team. Uh, and, uh, we're going to continue on to this defense ego to defensive line. And man, I was putting my list together, Bo, and we'll start with you, but quickly, like I, I'm still pretty concerned. You see these names on paper. I think even more so in the secondary, this is the, and it's not no disrespect. It's going to come off that way, but I think it's the least talented position group on the Cardinal roster.
1: As far as the defensive secondary, is that what you're talking about? Defensive, defensive
0: line, defensive
1: line. Defensive line. Well, I mean, Ryan Baldinger said he was he was encouraged with oh, yeah. it. I think he's like oh. the progression, the development of guys like Rashard Lawrence, who continues to start. It looks like he'll probably get some snaps tomorrow. Uh, let's start with the interior of that defensive line. I mean, Lawrence, Lecky, foe, too. Uh, and then you've got kind of your ends uh, in in J.J. Watt, Zach Allen, Michael Dogby. I mean, those those are my five kind of interior guys uh, with you know, you're trying to figure out, are they, you know, fringe roster type? And, and maybe we'll get to this at the end. If we want to add, uh, like, like a Ringo or, um, a led better guys who have, who've played well in the preseason. Uh, but right now I'm looking at Lawrence Fo to Watt Allen dogby is as your, as your five guys for sure that are going to be playing in the teeth of a defensive line. Yeah, I, oh man, I feel like, you, you,
0: with the lack of of i think solidified proven talent in this group i am tempted to add another body just in case and this is i think this is going to be the position group that's most fluid throughout the season they could claim people right they could trade for somebody you know interchangeable guys like like it always is it's one of the most interchangeable position groups on the team I'm going to keep six, and I'm going to add to your group. Same five you've got, Dogby, Foto, Lawrence, Allen, Watt. I'm going to add a lead better because he's played well in the preseason. I just feel like this group needs to be fresh, and Watt's going to be on a pitch count. I, there's no there's no reason to believe he's going to play 90-plus percent of the snaps unless they're outside of their mind. I want to see Zach Allen break out. just hasn't happened yet. I, he's unblockable in practice. Great. Go play 17 games and kick ass. And make a Pro Bowl and then we can talk about me feeling better about this group. So I'm carrying six there, which means I got to trim a player uh as we continue on. We're gonna hold off on outside linebacker, talk about that in a little bit. But another interesting position group, Bullbrock, inside linebacker, led by 16th overall. Pick
1: last year, Zavan Collins. That's right. Zavan Collins is is really the guy that they're gonna rely upon to take a big step forward because outside of it, it's just Couple ham sandwiches, right? I mean, we can we can wax poetic about Chandler and Wooten and does he make my group? Uh, we'll find out right now. Nick Vigil makes that group as as well as Tanner Vallejo. They clearly like Vallejo and what he brings to to teams. And uh, Zeke Turner is going to make this group, and and I do have Wooten making the crew. Uh, so that pushes it to five inside linebackers. I'm not including isaiah simmons in my inside linebacker uh position group because i've got him more as a safety despite him with the designation of star linebacker
0: (laughs) yeah i i listen i'm not including isaiah simmons either he's he's in the secondary i have only got four in this group there this is where i'm going to trim it down a little bit i'm going to get rid of so nick Vigil, davin collins they're safe i'm not cutting wooten he's got to be safe so it comes down to Tanner Vallejo, Zeke Turner, who is more valuable? I think Tanner Vallejo is more valuable based on the fact that where he was on the depth chart last year, I'm going to say Zeke Turner gets the boots. They're going to go with the younger guy, the cheaper guy. I mean, you think about Wooten's making no money, right? Um, probably one of the lowest salaries on the roster. And I think a much higher upside with a chance to start next year if he continues to play well. Uh, so goodbye, Zeke Turner. Uh, I'm trimming it down as we move to, maybe the most polarizing position group on the Cardinals.
1: And that's the secondary specifically cornerback bow. Yeah. And I'm glad that the chat isn't saying, Hey, where the hell's Joe Walker? Is that, Yeah. He didn't make the cut as he's far gone. as Johnny. And, yeah. He, he gone. Uh, cornerback Byron Murphy jr. Marco Wilson. We'll figure out what's going on with Antonio Hamilton, but we'll just kind of just uh, play like he's going to be healthy to start the season. So those are your three corners. Uh, Christian Matthew has had a solid camp. Still a long way to go. I'm not I, I'm hoping the Arizona Cardinals aren't going to rely on him on big snaps and Josh Jackson. Um, but there there's probably room for like a Jace Whitaker. I'm not putting him on my roster right now. But uh yeah, it's it's rough. I, I have to I don't know if we just leave a spot open for a, a future move here, but as of right now, these are the five guys I'm going with. Murph, Wilson, Hamilton, Matthew, Jackson. We got some Zeke Turner stains in the chat. Listen, guys, it's <laughs> Apple and
0: Oranges. I just I'm going off the fact that I think Vance Joseph was more comfortable with Tanner Vallejo playing inside backer than Zeke Turner. He played over him last year, and that supersedes special teams. And I Tanner's final on special teams. You know what matters is offensive defense, and then you supplement on special teams the best you can. Secondary cornerback, it's rough. Uh, same top four right now, B Murph. Antonio Hamilton are your top two corners. Marco Wilson, Josh Jackson rounded out. I don't think Christian Matthew makes the team. I think they cut Mm. him with the option. He may make it initially, maybe one of those cruel moves where he makes it, and then they claim somebody, and then he's cut. So I'm going to leave him off right now just, just because I feel like that fifth spot is up for grabs and potentially a sixth corner. But they like to stash veterans throughout the season on their practice squad like a Prince of Mucamera to see if they can play. Rajul Douglas ring a bell. Um, so I I would say they're gonna the of the names that we have thus far. I think only four make the final, and then they add somebody. How can they not add somebody? Because yeah, I, they don't want Christian Matthew playing snaps this year. And again, he yeah. he may turn into something. No, I don't think anybody's claiming Christian Matthew. I think he makes it to the practice squad.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, he flew under the radar all draft process went to Valdosta yeah. State. I mean, the, the only teams that could potentially uh, pick him up are teams he's played against. Guys that you know, teams got an extended look at him. You know, is going to be Cincinnati, going to be more, is going to be Tennessee? Because other than that, you know, unless somebody fell in love with him in the draft process and is like what they've seen, you know, I think he can fly under the radar enough. But you know, you're bending the rules. I'm playing by the rules. You're stash, You're you're taking him off the roster. And, I'm uh, cheating he, in place of uh, of Jalen Ramsey and the future deal that they make. No, I'm just kidding. It's like what I you used got- to do in
0: <laughs> in high schools. Pass back the scantrons. That's right. Do a little bit of this right here quickly when the teacher's not. That's what I'm doing. You know, I'm a, I'm a man's man. Every man.
1: Cheater, cheater. <laughs> uh, probably outside of the, uh, I, I mean, outside of the quarterback room, the safety room gets pretty easy. You got Buddha. You've got Jalen Thompson, Isaiah Simmons, and then I probably. I probably go James Wiggins over Deontay Thompson. Um, you know, it's not it, it's I'm I, I'm not trying to figure I'm not being trying to be too cute. I think that we just know more about Thompson. I would probably err on the side of maybe you have more potential out of Wiggins. I and that's not even it's your fourth safety. I'm not he
0: and look great. Neither did Deontay Thompson. No, they don't. That's they the both game. look like crap. I don't know how bad I mean, that secondary looked in the second half and all day to throw. I think Baker's Washington looked
1: bad too. Like yeah. I just
0: don't. It's not I a mean, good group at after the top three. Yeah, I. It's just flip a coin. Baker, Jalen Thompson, Isaiah Simmons, and then I. I'd probably put Charles Washington based on his experience. Everybody's bitching at me over special teams. Okay, Charles Washington's <laughs> the best special teamer on that group. Congratulations, everybody. We did it. We ha- we can cover a flipping kick now. Um, but it, you know, we're we we have no, no crazy cuts yet. Um, it kind of, you know, we haven't gone to the outside linebacker group. We haven't gone receiver. I think we can skip past specialists, Prater, Andy Lee, Aaron Brewer. Uh, yep. you know, fingers crossed, nothing goes awry there. But we are gonna talk about outside linebacker and we are gonna talk about receiver, but first we're gonna talk about DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook Gap. College football is back tomorrow. Bet on it. You know you want to, just five dollars on any college football game. in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX. Uh, Bet against the Illini. That's what I'm doing tomorrow. Bet against Pittsburgh, against West Virginia. Make some coin on DraftKings using promo code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details in my DraftKings pick of the week. What else would it be? Cards money line, baby, at Tennessee tomorrow. Cards are a dog. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Take it. Get some plus money uh, and enjoy it because cards have been kicking – kicking some ass at that joint practice so i'm solely going off of that as the to, to the reason why they're going to win i want to see trace play like four quarters screw it you know you're you want to be cb Q, qb3 go out and put up 30 plus points
1: trace i guess i mean is he, he's he's gonna outplay malik willis is, the, is it trace malik oh, willis no, game it's malik i love malik don't do it to his malik yeah, don't do it. Uh are we continuing our, our roster projections here? I think let's do I think it. we're ready. Uh, let's get into uh do, let's go back to the, the offense and in a position group that's a hot button issue with we, we can't include DeAndre Hopkins. He's not gonna be on the fifty-three for the first six weeks of the season because of his suspension. Uh so here's what it looks like it's it's pretty much pretty easy with the four top guys, right? It's Marquise Hollywood Brown, it's AJ Green, it's Rondell Moore. And Greg Dorch. I think that those are the guys that you can just hang your hat on and say, okay, they made the team. Now let's look at the rest of this. I think Andy Isabella makes this team, and so does Victor Bolden Jr. Is your top six guys. I don't think they
0: carry six wideouts to begin the season. I think they carry five. I don't think Bolden makes the team. And then I think you got a really hard decision to make with Andy um, when the Hopkins comes back. But I think lean on running back, lean on offensive line depth, Run the football. Five wideouts is too many. I don't know how beneficial Victor Bolden Jr. is going to be on special teams either. It's for all the people banging on me for special teams. I'm looking out for you here, um, <laughs> because I'm I'm going less one less wide receiver because in my next position group, I'm keeping six outside linebackers because I just don't I don't know what to do with myself. Bo Brock, I am keeping all of the rotational linebackers, the two rookies that being Cameron Thomas, Maize Sanders. I'm keeping the starters and Marcus Golden, Devon Kennard, and I'm keeping the backups, Dennis Gardeck and Victor Dumakeji because I am going with depth on defense, defensive line, pass rushers, because I am scared this group is going to fall apart.
1: And so you might as well... Go ahead. I think you're just... You're keeping... With the ability of Zavin and Isaiah Simmons and the expectation that they're going to get some reps off the edge... Why would you keep so many outside linebackers? I get it. Golden, right? I get Gardeck. You just gave him a three-year, $12 million deal. Ajay Sanders and Cameron Thomas, you've invested draft picks into. And Duma Keiji, you love what you've seen. He's forced the issue. Devon Carnard is out in my roster projection. I've got five outside linebackers. And then you've got those two guys in, in Zaven and Isaiah that you're going to see in special packages get after the quarterback.
0: When you have this much uncertainty on a defense – and all this, all the departures that they've had, like Cliff, say what you want
1: about Cliff. He's a made man. Kyler you want Murray. to see Devon Canard get after I the don't. quarterback instead of I Isaiah don't. Simmons. or do but I don't,
0: I don't think Vance and company trust themselves to, to play these young guys. I don't think they trust themselves to get the most out of this unit. And I think they're, This is this is playing scared a little bit. We're like, we have to keep everybody because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how Dennis Gardeck would project over 17 games because the sample size is small and maybe the contract we gave him was a mistake. We have to justify, you know, the rookies. They got to get snaps. But Victor D. is forcing himself on this roster. We can't cut him the defensive line. What if Watt goes down? We got to have people familiar with our scheme. The offense, the, the top end talent of this team is on offense. The offense will be fine with one less body at receiver, with one less body, even if you had to do it at, at running back. I am scared for this defense because even if you're figuring like a lot of this, you know, borderline 53 man roster talent is meh, familiarity is big for them. And a lot of these guys have been in the house with Vance for a long time and they have shown a lack of urgency, no sense of urgency, really, to add outside pieces defensively. I think that's because Vance's defense is hard to pick up. And they don't trust anybody else. So keep keep with what you know. Whereas the offense, the offense can do more with less. The defense needs all the help it can get. And I think Devon kinar would be picked up by somebody.
1: Fine, and they can find out that he's useless as far as you know actual regular season games. I mean, oh, he's had his opportunity. Wow. <laughs> it's,
0: wow.
1: I mean, come on. You've got some hungry young guys in there. You've got a good mix. Like. Are you really going to give way snaps in a regular season game to to Devon Kennard, where you, you kind of, you know what you're going I play. have seen Vance Joseph do that for three years. Why didn't he play Isaiah Simmons or Zayvon Collins? That's Let's say who he is. Let me
0: play. How that, many, how deep is person. this
1: rotation? Who's going to get into a rhythm with those, that many guys on your, is, is, is I don't pass think Cam, rushers. I, don't think, I mean, it's, I don't
0: think Cam Thomas is playing much at all this year defensively.
1: Well, I think Cam Thomas also can slip inside, too, just because he's got a little bit more sure. beef on but him I, than the other guys. I but I don't think uh, he plays at all. I, 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 dis- I disagree with that. I mean, I don't, I, he's playing what, late what, into the what fourth this, quarter. This team, this team and what they want to do as far as not slumping at the end of the year, going and in, in riding with Devon Kennard instead of getting some young players' reps and up to speed you know, by the end of the season, by the time it's actually clutch time, you know they're going to just suffer the same fate as they have the last two seasons. They need to get those guys up the speed. I think that you know they want to include Isaiah. They define that as part of his role. Zayvon Collins, we've seen him with the pass rushers during training camp as well. You know his primary position is inside, but with those guys having the ability to do that, there's no sense in having that many those many guys on your roster. I just find it interesting. I mean, you've got right now you're taking five receivers. You're taking three tight ends. You know, you've, you've got the four running backs I mean, and and you're putting mostly you're, you're not carrying that. I think how many four, four corners. So you're, you're putting a lot on the offensive line and just guys to have on the sidelines. It's like where you should have to, if, if you're a coach, you should be able to identify who's going to be making plays for you and who's not, you shouldn't have to do that by the time of the regular season. like, Oh, we'll see if Devon's the hot hand or if Majay Sanders is the hot hand. That's exactly what he's gonna do. I've watched
0: Vance Joseph do that for the better part of three and a half or for three years in Arizona. They are going to let me give you an analogy. They are going, it's like when you get when you get broken up with with your girl, right? And and you have to overcompensate. (laughs) So you go and you go to the gym and you're wearing tight clothes out, right? They're overcompensating (laughs) a pass rusher. Well, we're shit. We're just gonna keep six guys because we didn't pick one singular guy to replace Chandler Jones, it's going to be a group effort, a team effort, because they don't have that one guy. And by the way, Marcus Golden's not practicing right now. We assume that's a hold-in, but that could be an injury that carries into the season. We don't, like, there's a small percentage, but this percentage nonetheless. What if that's the case? You're definitely keeping everybody then. So I think they're overcompensating it at outside pass rusher. I, I don't like how he handles rookies and young players have been on the record. This is not what I would do. But I'm trying to do my best. Fast forward, you know, five days from now to project what Mr. Vance Joseph would do.
1: Be careful! Don't don't try to get too much into his mindset because I I, just want my I want my old pal Johnny and his forward thinking as far as this roster goes. I just look if you can't if you I would have already traded for Robert Quinn by now. If you if you if you invest two third round picks. Into the pass rust position, Both. and you're they've give taken snaps-
0: two inside backers in the top twenty, and even with them, pay twenty five percent of the snaps their first year. <laughs> and these guys were at the back end of the third round. There's no chance, no chance that he favors them over the veterans. Zero. I,
1: I hope you're wrong. I hope you're he wrong. He
0: eclipses a dirty dog, Mance. <laughs> is Uh, I call Shane Diefenbach a rat bastard on on PHNX bets. That could be Vance Joseph. It's like, Vance, play the kids, man.
1: Uh, If if it's going to drive you drinking, let me suggest uh, check out Four Peaks. Four Peaks, of course, one of our partners. uh, We're doing our last Wednesday over at Four Peaks next week. Come hang with us. The entire PHNX crew is going to be hanging out there. Yeah, look at this. Live from Four Peaks Brewing Company all day August 31st. It's going to be Phoenix... PHNX Coyotes, PHNX bets with Shane and Johnny, PHNX Suns, Sun Devils, Cardinals, and D-Backs, hanging out, drinking beers and just talking valley sports all day long. Might as well win some free stuff as well. Enter to win the taste of the toast of the month. Sweepstakes, you can win that $50 four peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice. Also, you get a PHNX annual membership. Just go to gophnx.com. Click the link in the show notes. got to be 21 years or older if you're drinking your sorrows away because Vance Joseph can't decide which pass rusher he wants to play, and it's going to probably be the veteran over the young guy. So enjoy responsibly. All right, let's get into this. The Arizona Cardinals, Johnny, their preseason finale is tomorrow. It's Saturday evening against the Tennessee Titans. Here are the top three things we're looking for in Nashville. All right, number three for the Arizona Cardinals, the running back battle. Who's it
0: going to be behind James Conner? The Valley native, Eno Benjamin? Jonathan Ward coming off injury? Ingram, the sixth rounder, who we all like, or Daryl Williams, who could be cut. I'm going to say they're going to go with Williams, Ingram, and Eno. Ward is the odd man out.
1: What we were just talking about, the pass rush. We've seen some nice things this preseason and training camp from Duma Keiji, Maje Sanders. Now we see, need to see this group finish strong. Johnny, this is my number two thing we want to see in the Cardinals preseason finale. Pressure from this rotation to continue to make us feel better about replacing Chandler Jones. And lastly, the number one,
0: it's all top of everybody's mind. Andy Isabella, can he make a push for this 53-man roster? Does he get traded? Can he save himself in his NFL career, or is he bound to be released ahead of next Tuesday's cuts down to 53. I think, I think he plays well with trace McSorley. I think he's on this roster or another active roster, but I'll put my money on him
1: residing in a Z this fall Bo, Check out the PHNX Cardinals post game show for the preseason finale it's immediately after that uh, final whistle there, Johnny, let's continue to get into those points that we just made. Uh, number three that you mentioned the, uh, as far as the running back room, we're, we're seeing more. We talked about it a little bit. We're both carrying four. Uh, you know, Jonathan Ward, he's got the AC joint issue. We'll see if, if he's going to see some time come tomorrow. I, I'd like to see a little bit of Eno Benjamin before, you know, he calls it a preseason and goes into the regular season because there, there's high expectations. There was a lot of hype surrounding Eno. And, you know, outside of maybe one run that was set up by a nice block by Trey McBride last week and John Josh Jones, We haven't seen much from Eno.
0: No, uh, I don't know if they're saving him. I mean, like Cliff was talking about Eno being an RB one in June. Is that is that still a thing? Do we think he's an RB (laughs) one? I think I think he's worth a roster spot, and I think he gives you some physical presence in the interior of your offensive line, running behind those big hog mollies. But I mean, like I like Eno the person. I want him on this team. I think he's good for the team. But like, would I be decimated if he got cut, demoralized? Probably not. Do I think Jonathan Ingram, ha- I think, is more talented? Yes, I do. Or, excuse me, um, what's his name? Keontae, Keontae Ingram. Keontae Ingram yeah. is, is more talented. But I like you know, way more than Jonathan Ward because he's the, the lone smaller shifty back. Um, with I mean, Darryl Williams has got a little bit of mix in that, but I to, I think there's no chance Darryl Williams gets cut now because of this news out of Kansas City that Ronald Jones is out. They're, like, talking about field and trade offers Andy, no one's trading for Ronald Jones. Like uh, the people put that out, by the way, everybody, if you hear we're taking calls on this guy, meaning, hey, we're cutting him next Tuesday if you want to give us a conditional seven. So I feel like if we hear something like that on Darrell Williams or Andy Isabella, the the writings on the wall, they're just they're going to be outright cut, Bo.
1: And it's great, great news for the Arizona Cardinals, you know, in their week one opponent, you can, and I know this is not great that you're making them one dimensional, but, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire has been a guy that struggled, you know, in his career, he, he had a pretty fast start to it, but he's, he's slowed since, you know, if you can make this, this chiefs one dimensional and, and you're, you're begging to get just destroyed in your week secondary, but you know, it could help. It could help you maybe get off the field a couple times and get the ball into your offense's hands instead of them, you know, being able to dial up the play action fakes and, and have, you know, what the, the Achilles heel was as this defense last year, you know, getting gashed by opposing teams run game. You know, you like to hear it. You like to hear that, you know, there's not going to be, a, an, you know, another talented back, albeit a guy who hasn't Tap into his potential in Ronald Jones, but uh, you don't want to gift wrap them. Somebody that's familiar with not only that system, but your system now after, you know, spending some training camp with the Arizona Cardinals and Daryl Williams, I completely agree. If anything's going to happen, it's not going to happen until after they take on the chiefs Let's continue our, our what we're looking for tomorrow. Uh, you know, we, we talked about this pass rush a little bit, you know, I think that this is, this is going to be key for them to turn back the clock, you know, not to last week, but the previous week, where we saw them just uh game records against the Bengals. You got to see it. And that includes guys like Jesse Lucetta, who probably aren't playing for roster spots. You know, they're they're playing for another uh spot elsewhere. Um, yeah. that they 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 need guy, they they had one sack against the Baltimore Ravens. We saw what zero pressure on them, and that was target practice. The the Ravens quarterbacks were 21 for 23. You got to see more pressure from your entire front seven, including these outside linebackers.
0: Yeah, and they're going to see a good offensive line in week one against Kansas City. Who's athletic enough to beat those tackles in, uh, what's his name, big Orlando Jones, or not Orlando Jones, but the left tackle for Kansas City that they refuse to pay. They've got a quality uh, combination of interior offensive linemen, um, and they've got Travis Kelsey. So who can make who can get home against that group outside of Marcus Golden? I don't know, but I know that Victor Dumekeji right now has been the most explosive edge rusher I've seen on this Cardinal defense for the t- first two weeks of the preseason and, and that should mean something. It should mean that he has earned his way. Orlando Brown Jr., thank you, Pick and Spreads. Uh, it should mean that he gets an opportunity to show what he's got on Sundays. And I, I like Dennis Gardeck in the role that he had before his injury. I think uh, it's like the sinker ball pitcher, right? You bring him in. He's a specialist. He can get home a couple, you know, five, seven times a year. He's not a starter because teams are going to run right at him. He's mm-hmm. susceptible against the run. He always has been. That is somebody that you spell a starter for. And, if if this team starts Devon Kennard 17 games this year, they will struggle <laughs> defensively. What I will say is that I, I still believe he will start week one, and then we'll see a combination. It'll be like musical chairs. Maybe Duma Cagey starts one week. Maybe Maze Sanders gets a pity start at the end of the year, depending on where this Cardinal defense is. Shit, maybe Isaiah Simmons moves there part-time. But what I will say is that I, I, I think more is more with this group. I don't think they feel comfortable getting rid of anybody because they have uncertainty – opposite Marcus Golden. They would tell you behind closed doors. They don't feel great with Devon Kennard, but the way this draft panned out, it was not a great edge rusher class. I, like a lot of other people, shit on the kid out of Purdue. George Karlofkis, who's going to play the Cardinals, coincidentally week one with Kansas City, has had a nice preseason, but this edge class wasn't it. So I feel like this year is going to be the year of make it work with Band-Aids and duct tape, and then let's go get a, a top 50 edge rusher next year. But I would say most important thing is you got to get the junkyard dog back on the field, happy, write a fat check to Marcus Golden, (laughs) who has certainly paid his dues and is the only kind of pulse you have as a pass rusher at outside linebacker, bo.
1: And just pay him this. I mean, pay him for this year. I mean we we usually see we see the deals there for future years. It's like you got seventeen million dollars in cap space. What are you holding on to that for? I mean, it, it doesn't roll over. It's not rollover, minutes It's like we're used to no. from our college days, Johnny. I mean, <laughs> that's you, you don't get to use it in the future. So why not? You know, show some respect to your guy. Get him in there. You're only proven commodity as far as the pass rush goes. I, I selfishly want to see some sacks from the third round guys. I want to see my Jay Sanders finally. Of course, get
0: home. of course, and, you do. Because then you're- yes. Feel good about next year.
1: Just let him eat tomorrow. That's when I see want to see, and then let's talk about him. Your guy, he's on the thumbnail for the show, the graphic that we Not tease everything. Andy Isabella, <laughs> Andy Isabella, can he secure? Can he continue his strong preseason where he's leading the Arizona Cardinals as far as catches and receiving yards, and he's even drawn a couple flags for big yardage. Andy Isabella. Can he f- just round out this preseason with another strong performance, another like 40 to 50 yard performance, yeah. you know, a couple, you know, four to five catches to say, Hey, I can be one of your top six guys. Let's do it. Let's just do it. Let's let's ride off from the sunset together for a fourth and final year.
0: Tennessee secondary is, is pretty ass. It's not very good. Their <laughs> cornerbacks were not good last year. They're playing backup Saturday. <laughs> I think Andy eats, um, he could even get in the end zone. Uh, and I think he makes I think he makes the team because he's put on some voodoo witchcraft with the rest of this uh, start and receiving core. Antoine Wesley, who I love uh, and I hope he has a quick recovery, is a significantly better NFL player. He's hurt yeah. right now. He's got a groin. Uh, if anybody's had a groin, they're not fun and they take forever to heal. And then Hopkins is out for six games. So he's on the team. I, I've come to grips with that. I'd be stupid and foolish to put a projection together for 53 man and not have him on the team but I I don't ever think he's going to see live bullets for this team offensively. I think they would rather split out one of the tight ends, rightfully so shit, man split out Daryl Williams at at receiver. If they end up keeping him, I don't think they want to throw him regular season balls because they've been burned so many times. If he plays special teams, awesome. I could even, I could see a scenario ball where they put together the game plan. They carry six receivers and they make five active and he's inactive again. And, and, Greg Dorch, yeah. rightfully so is your fifth receiver and returns kicks for
1: you. I I can't believe that we still see the, uh, the Andy Isabella truthers out there that think, think Hey, given the, op- he, he, he's a different guy. You know, he's like, he's the same guy that we've seen same. the last three years. Same. Like there's, there's just not, I mean, it's, it's just a definition of insanity. If, if you think that you're going to get a different Andy Isabella and more production from him, Finally, it's, it's not Hassan sonoretic. It's not like he's been misutilized and had three different position coaches in four years. I mean, it's... Yeah, Kyler Tyler Murray is his quarterback. If he yeah, could play, I'm, we would know it. He was inactive at the end of his second year. He was he had one catch in his third year. It's like, I, I know he's making plays in the preseason, and that's great, and it's probably going to get him a roster spot, but I'm still not going to sit here and, and rely on Andy Isabella to boost a wide receiver core, when they're down their top guy for the first six games, but that doesn't mean he's, he hasn't had a nice preseason. He hasn't had a nice camp. He has, uh, he's going to probably break camp with, preseason with this roster.
0: Can we be honest with ourselves? If he was not a second round pick, he would not still be on the theme. I mean, there's a stigma in the NFL based on where you're drafted. It buys you more time. It absolutely does. Keyshawn Johnson outperformed Andy his first year. Keyshawn Johnson has long not been with the Arizona Cardinals. Like, it is what it is. If Andy had not been selected in the second round and Kime has to look himself in the mirror and say, I got to eat a second round pick. This is a shitty pick and I got to move on.
1: Like if he was a fifth or sixth, he'd be gone. He wouldn't be on the team, right? They would have done a something else. Hakeem Butler's gone. Remember that, yeah. that draft class. I mean, God. you've got Andy Isabella, Hakeem Butler, and Keyshawn Johnson. Two of those three are gone. And I think it's inevitable. It's one of the, the biggest third-
0: whiffs. In a historically yeah. g- great wide receiver class, for you to be that bad, yeah, it's tough. Hooray! That's it's why they look. traded for two receivers that are in the receiving core right now and signed AJ Green, who's a million years old. Uh, but you know, <laughs> whatever, it's not a big deal. Uh, but what you know, what is a big deal? Uh, Bo Brock is getting your COVID nineteen shot because I want everybody to be happy and healthy this fall when we're kicking it at Phnx tailgates for every home game. So don't come up to me coughing in my face, right? COVID-19 vaccines are free for everybody, five and up. Get your vaccine. Come party with us at our new studio. Uh, those 12 and older are also eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location nearest to you. And speaking of our studio, Bo, have you seen some of the, the chairs and the recliners and the couches for more furniture? Just completely unbelievable. Producer Emma, thrown in my face. I'm over here in my Costco chair. Breaking my back, mm-hmm. I need a back Everybody at phnx <laughs> hanging with More Furniture. If you want to check out their Labor Day sale, it's fantastic. Visit More Furniture m o r Furniture
1: He slept with my mama. No, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you had it's nicer in my my damn living room. Our our studio is yeah, it's ten, way nicer, uh, ten times nicer. But also, what's nicer than most of the stuff I have in my house? Uh, OGs. OGs, Arizona's Cannabis Kitchen, they've got some great things. They always do, and they want to give you some free stuff with their Flavoring Life Sweepstakes. You can win three bags of their gummies, including Orange Creepsicle and any of their tropical flavors. OGs hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and the PHNX annual membership. Sign up at gophnx.com. Click the link in our show notes. Check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands products you can find them at your local dispensary gotta be 21 years or older to purchase
0: Arizona Cardinals at the Tennessee Titans Bull Brock as we round out the program today final thoughts on this preseason anything stand out to you we got a postgame show tomorrow but just kind of putting a bow on the preseason for the Arizona Cardinals
1: we are and uh, you know I like the the toughness that this team has displayed when they've been given the opportunity. I like that this team has turned it on when they needed to because outside of that it's been a very relaxed training camp. If you watch the Detroit Lions on Hard Knocks, it's the complete polar opposite. Now, you know there's some concern there. Like, you know, you got to you got to practice like you play, but that is not the philosophy as the Cardinals are concerned. Um so if they want this If they want to ride this out and they want to, you know, train like this and do preseason like this, they got to prove that it was worth it just to get guys healthy to the start line. And, um, you know, it's been interesting, but I think that this team, once they get their stars back in the lineup outside of DeAndre Hopkins, they should be good enough to compete with anybody in 2022.
0: I'll knock on wood and say the Cardinals have remained relatively healthy, but that's a Cliff Kingsbury thing in his preseason. And to speak what Bo just said, the Cardinals, unlike the Bruce Arians years, they don't kill kill themselves in the preseason in training camp. And why should they? They start fast every year. And I I like the kind of camp Cliff Kingsbury runs, and I think the veteran players do too. It's a long-ass season. And again, we don't try to read too much into the preseason outside of some developmental guys. Certainly do not need to see K1 Kyler Murray play or Hopkins play or James Conner play. But I do like the competitive spirit of a lot of the second and third teamers that needed to step up. Still waiting for you know Marco Wilson and Zayvon Collins to, to bust out of their shells. If they potentially play tomorrow, maybe that's not a great sign. But, I mean, what could it hurt at this point? Cardinals have, I would say, more answers than questions. But the questions they do have, like in the secondary, like at inside linebacker, are so glaring that it, it dominates the headlines. I know we had a comment earlier, like, I can't believe Kime's going to roll into the season With this cornerback group, for better or worse, I mean, you got week one, Travis Kelsey. You got week two, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup. Like the NFL and the Cardinals schedule is a rigor of playmakers. Maybe they just plan on outscoring everybody, Bo. We're outscoring everybody here (laughs) at PHNX Cardinals Podcast. Check out our website, gophnx.com. The PHNX merchandise locker sale that's going on right now. And you can cop one of these fresh lids that Bo and I are rocking right now on the cheap, on the discount. We've got a ton of merch on sale in preparation for our new merch, but our old merch also be good. It's the summer sale at the PHNX Merchandise Locker. Again, items up to 50% off. If you've seen the gear around the Valley and who we can, of course you have. Pick it up at the PHNX Locker today. Uh, For my co-host, I am Johnny Venerable. He is Brock. We will be live manana post-game cards at Titans with our guy, DA Damian Anderson. In the meantime, be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a 5 star review wherever you get your podcast like this video and uh yeah, have a great friday night we'll see you tomorrow for post game peace